Hello, and welcome back to the Weasley's Wizarding Twin Cast. This twin cast features two twin brothers who read the Harry Potter series for the very first time in parallel. Today's episode covers chapters 5 through 7 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone with Daniel. We review in detail as Daniel missed some details as he listened in the car, so catch his initial reactions to some major plot points for the first time. Enjoy! Well, in more exciting news, it's been a month. Have you read chapters five through eight of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? I have. It's five through seven. Oh, good. Right. <laughs> it was a trick. It was a trick <laughs> question. <laughs> okay, just keeping you honest. Just well, five, six, sure. seven. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we did one okay. and two, three, four. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because things really pick up here. Well, this is where it's it's starting yes we get new settings we get new environments we get new which characters characters galore relatively speaking new right this is yeah i know david said that too he was yeah yeah relative to like what you what you knew was coming but of course it's just world building we're just gonna have fun with this first book so you listen to it on audible yes in the car a while ago, too, I meant to do a little refresher, but I figured that the chapters themselves were fairly straightforward. You know, there's no like mysteries or anything that you're trying to solve necessarily. Mm, you know, I guess. I mean, this the chapter ends on Harry's creepy dream. True. Okay, that's true. Is that seven, though? Yeah, so let's start at five. Yeah, First of all, we now have met the characters that dubbed us well that we that that led to us dubbing this podcast the wizard weasley's wizarding twin cast still so hard to say like i have a little regret about the name but i want to like stick with it but we met the weasleys the weasleys we met all of them i think the twins in particular Mm -hmm. which how fun how fun oh my god like (laughs) yeah definitely exciting we are not red we are not redheaded we are not redheaded twins, though. Uh, David and I talked about how uh, the generally the twins, Fred and George, are a little bit more into their twinness than you guys. Definitely. Yeah, we have not. I don't know. We haven't done all the fun things like switching classes and tricking people. We've just been twins. Right. We've just been brothers, which yeah, is great. I know. I, you know, wouldn't trade it for the world. So we start off here. We met. We had met Hagrid. He had burst into the shack in the middle of the, the sea or whatever yes Big blew man. harry's mind and then after all that he was like well i'm kind of sleepy so let's just go back to bed yeah and harry was like okay and then here we are waking up the next morning which i think is funny because i don't think that i would have necessarily fallen asleep after learning all that yeah that's a lot to unpack <laughs> the giant guy who just barged into your house is just gonna like doze off on Which the couch. I think we touched on it last time too about like really how believable would that even be you know did Petunia and uh Vernon just close the door to their room again and be like okay 99 yeah I, I think Funny. you'd do as you were told if someone put a tail on your child so oh yeah that's true they got to deal with that at some point here maybe they didn't sleep very well and Harry did who knows <laughs> Oh, well, they do. Don't they say they're going to deal with the tail when they, they're like, oh, we're going to London anyway. Yeah. It's surgically. <laughs> so I guess we can drop you off at the train station. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of train stations, Harry also didn't know how to get on 
the public yep. transportation. And it wasn't, it was, it was Mama Weasley to uh, disclose that. What a sweetheart. What a sweetheart. No, that was, that was good. That was a lot more detail than you saw in the movie as well, from what I remember, at least. Yeah. Of like that whole train station event unfolding. It's just like, oh, that's, and that's why people take pictures next to the wall. And I don't know, it's just kind of fun. Yeah. We've been to King Cross. Steve and I were at King's Cross Station before I had ever read the books. We have a little nine and three corners, three quarters sign. Nice. Nice. Um, Hagrid mentions that they're going to go to Diagon Alley together uh, to shop for the school supplies. Um, he's got to go, they got to go get Harry's money. Right. His pants Which... left him that he didn't know existed. Yeah. <laughs> he's set. <laughs> he is set. We're going to Gringotts anyway, Hagrid says. He's got Hogwarts business for Dumbledore. He's all proud of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get a, lot, a little exchange here about how Harry, Harry's introduced to the Ministry of Magic. I think previously we discussed if the Wizarding World has a government. And so now we know it does. Yep. And their main job is to prevent muggles from learning that they exist. And Harry kind of questions this. And Hagrid says, well, Harry, everyone would be wanting magical solutions to their problems. So we're best left alone. Yeah, that's, that's on- good. That's a good governing statement, I think. Uh, it's very Black Panther. It's very, what's that town? It's very Wakanda of them mm-hmm. to be like, we have our resources, we have our powers, and we will keep to ourselves. You know? Sure. Yep. We, got, we get a little list of school supplies that they have to get. First year students will require three sets of work robes, a plain pointed hat, a pair of protective gloves, winter cloak uh, and then some books we get standard book of spells history of magic and then did you catch this one fantastic beasts and where to find them definitely caught that one yep by newt scamander That's yeah a fun little thing got a wand a cauldron and you could either bring an owl or a cat or a toad but no broomsticks uh, they introduced the rat too right doesn't one of the weasleys have a rat yes ron has a rat I know it's not clear. Is he like an illegal rat? Cause it's owl or cat or toad. I don't see rat being allowed here, but. Yeah. I can't remember if he gets flack for that or not. I'm sure he does <laughs> at some point if he hasn't already, but. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to enter Diagon Alley through the leaky cauldron. We'll hit off Hole in the wall bar. Hole, thank you. <laughs> off the beaten path. Yes. They were welcomed with open arms. Uh, we go in, and yes, they were welcomed with open arms. Who do you remember? Who do they meet, Dan? Uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, wasn't he a, like a little goblin? Uh, he was a. <laughs> the bartender was quite bald and looked like a toothless walnut. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they slowly realize that this is indeed Harry Potter, and he gets overcome with attention here. We got yes. Doris Crockford. We got Daedalus Diggle. We got... Professor Coral, who teaches defense against the dark arts. <laughs> and then we knock on the bricks, tap, 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 and then mm-hmm. we get to enter Diagon Alley. Boom. And this place is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Super weird. That's right. And then we get to 
Gringotts, the snowy white building that towered over the other little shops. And Harry sees another creature for the very first time, the goblin. A goblin. Basically a maze, right? Yeah, well, yeah, right? They were riding through like a roller coaster, essentially. Mm -hmm. Miles below London, they say it is. Right. Yeah. Remember when Harry asked, like, how often do you check for thieves? And the guy with the goblin was like, every 10 years or so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you'd be a skeleton by then. Oh yeah. So they they mentioned we gotta go to Harry Potter's safe. And then they Hagrid also needs to get to Vault 713. And so they're gonna go down to both with their friend Grip Hook the Goblin. Grip Hook. What a good name for a goblin. Not bad, right? Then David shared some goblin lore or so something. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. yeah. Goblins yeah. are a pretty common theme in all sorts of games and D&D. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, it's super appropriate that they would be the ones in charge of the money. Yep. Travel, too. I mean, if you think about the complexity of, of said bank, just uh, with the minecart kind of style elevator mm-hmm. system and and engineering, there's, you know, a lot behind that and mm-hmm. from a lore standpoint. Um, yeah. Definitely. Love it. Definitely need to see in in this. I like the detail that the goblin, when he's trying to get the key, as if there's just like a key. He's like, we've come to take money out of Harry Potter safe. And he's like, do you have the key? And Hagrid, I guess he just has the only key to Harry Potter's safe. He's the keeper of the keys. That's his job. It's his one and and only. It's in his pocket with a a handful of moldy dog biscuits. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I forget why. Or or now, well, I recall why that makes sense. From the movie. You do? Uh-huh. Tell me. I think Hagrid had a bloodhound, didn't he? Like a huge, huge dog. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He has this I huge dog. Name, uh yes, we... you'll meet him shortly. Okay. Fantastic. So then we gotta head off. Harry's all like, Hagrid, what you doing in this other vault? Like, what's this other thing? And he's all like, I can't tell you. And, uh, yeah. It's fun. And it's for Dumbledore, right? Like it's a yes, Dumbledore has trusted me more than my job's worth to tell you that. Gotcha. So we go through a maze. Yes, you said maze of twisting passages. So they open the door. Grip Hook has to unlock it with the key. Beyond a lot of green smoke comes billowing out, and Harry gasps because inside were his mounds of coins. Yep. Yeah, he's he's rich. He is stacked. He is good to go. Gold ones are galleons. Which I, I, you know, I, I know his parents were a big deal. I don't know how that translates to wizard gold, but maybe we'll learn that at some point. Like the financial investment of being yeah, a good wizard. I, I don't, you know, I don't know where that would come into play. Yeah. I mean, but, is it like especially large sum or is it just like their savings account, you know, with however much was in it? Who knows? Yeah. And but for I, Harry, it's like riches beyond riches, you know? Yeah. And for me, again, not really knowing the whole plot. Mm-hmm. Generally, I know good people and bad people from, you know, long ago when we watched the first movie or two. And we mm-hmm. talked about that in the first episode. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if they'll ever go into detail about how these people make money. Like maybe there's some financial aspect to Quidditch or something that I mm-hmm. don't remember or... Mm-hmm. Maybe you, maybe it's kind of like Super Bowls, right? You just got stacks of money on the table in the locker room <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> it could be, could be. I'm sure it's not like that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it, I don't know. It's interesting <laughs> that like they set up 
this Harry is set for life thing, to your point, is it just a savings account that looks relatively large? Is it because Harry came from a poor adopted family? Is it mm-hmm. is it because his parents were really good at what they did and there was mm-hmm. a financial return? I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, just an aside. Great points. Food for um, When Harry's done getting all his money out of the bag or out of the vault, they get back in the car and they have to go to the next one and they go even deeper. And then the vault that they arrive at has different rules. There's no key this time. It's just that the goblin has to stroke the door with one of his long fingers and it simply melted away. That is interesting. I don't know what purpose that has um, other than just a well-secured bank, but is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, he looks yep. inside. Can't wait to see what's inside since Harry wasn't going to tell him. And inside we see a grubby little package wrapped up in brown paper and lying on the floor. Any and ideas to what the... this is? Um, yeah, I forget. I, this is something I maybe, maybe know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's like a key to a room with the sorcerer's stone. And I don't mm-hmm. know what purpose the stone has. So, or if it, it's the stone itself. Um, but I, I have an mm. inkling that it's definitely related to the title of the book. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Would you be surprised to know that your brother has not even mentioned the title of the book yet? <laughs> that is interesting. I come on, man. Context clues. That's awesome. No, I, yeah. This is fun, obviously, with the first book, but I'm I'm excited for the rest. The stuff I don't know. Like this is familiar and it's fun and hopefully to listeners it'd be fun to some extent to just kind of mm-hmm. reminisce and feel the nostalgia from from us going through it but mm-hmm. um yeah definitely excited for the rest so yeah we'll, we'll keep me the too. ball rolling here we'll yes. keep the stone Let's, rolling please Let's wait, keep, wait. The, keep that keep that sorcerer stone rolling, rolling <laughs> away. um so yeah hagrid picks up what may or may not be the stone and even if it is and i and i do remember that then i'm i'm not positive what it's for <laughs> sure sure so then they now it's time to really go shopping, but Hagrid's a little sick, so he sends Harry in on his own. Which- yeah, right. Is this where he meets uh, Draco? Okay. All yes. right. Okay. See, I'm remembering <laughs> enough. David didn't and know I, for I, sure it, that was Draco either. It's almost like he wasn't listening very carefully. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, yes. So he goes into Madame Malkin's robes for all occasions. Yep. And this sassy pale, little pointed boy. faced boy, yes, yeah. just comes at him with Manners. all this like bias yeah which immediately sets up the rivalry that we kind of know and love even as Mm non-harry potter fans actually this last halloween tom what's his name the actor who plays draco dressed up as harry potter for halloween (laughs) really yeah it was very cute that's awesome yeah he's a good guy um he's just super into quidditch harry's kind of like i don't really know what quidditch is he's a jock i mean right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) he makes a statement where he starts to like align with a certain house he says i'll be i know i'll be in slytherin all -hmm. our family have been yep imagine being in hufflepuff i think i'd leave wouldn't you yeah (laughs) i said this to david i identify as mixed houses but hufflepuff is one of my houses okay yeah it's brins so i can't complain like, I'm surprised Hufflepuff and Slytherin aren't the real rivalry, <laughs> you know? Like, it's like nice people versus, true, like, funny people. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a, I don't know, in D&D, there's some 
you're like chaotic or you're lawful mm-hmm. and I think it's more yeah. along the chaotic lawful versus the nice and not nice because you can still do yeah. good things in a chaotic manner and you can still yes. do sort of bad things in a lawful manner right if we're talking D lore but I agree I agree yeah so. um then we then we get some shade at Hagrid Draco says he's sort of a servant isn't he I heard he's sort of a savage lives in a hut on the school grounds and every now and then he gets drunk tries to do magic and ends up sending fire to his bed I mean same and I wouldn't qualify myself as a savage <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's just like parents to children. that's indoctrination of those thoughts and feelings like that's he's yeah, 11 too yeah, right yeah he's assume. 11 too exactly is he he's a first year as well because he's buying a broom and buying robes and yep yep, yep. okay and i know ron ron is a, and we're gonna meet them shortly on the train mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. he's a first year but the other weasleys are not right right okay uh we get a first i like this moment for harry harry just immediately defends hagrid who does seem a little cray cray but at this point, Harry's like, he's the only person I know in this world. Right. So when he get, hears this, he's just like, well, I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Like sweetheart. Yeah. And then we get some more shade on just people who aren't born of a witch and a wizard. Yep. So they shouldn't even let him in Hogwarts. Ouch. But I mean, it depends on what that means for, I, like, I don't understand what it takes to be a wizard genetically. So. <laughs> I don't disagree is what I'm saying, I guess. Like, yeah. um, But Hagrid later says some of the best that he ever saw were the only ones with magic and a line of muggles. He said, look at your mom, for example. Oh, was Harry's mom the first gen? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, muggle I family. See. Okay. That's why then, his then sister- I do disagree. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't yes. know. I guess they haven't brought up grandparents, and I don't know if they ever would, but. Mm-hmm. Harry's like, what is this stuff about Hufflepuff? And Hagrid's like, yeah, they're a bunch of duffers. <laughs> See, he is a savage. I know. And he says, I'm, I bet I'm in Hufflepuff. <laughs> and then Hagrid returns the shade towards Slytherin. He says, better Hufflepuff than Slytherin. There's not been a single witch or wizard who went bad who wasn't in Slytherin. And Ooh. you know who was one of them. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. Boldy boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose that's something that, let's just address quick, that's something that I didn't know looking back. Like, Mm -hmm. I knew there was a, like, I knew he was a villain. I didn't know that he, and I guess I knew he attended Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe I'm making up false memory. Anyway, I didn't know which house he was in or why it was significant. That's, I was going to say, I don't, I thought you were questioning that as well. Like, is he a villain from from beyond or is he just, just like magic a world, student or... gone bad mm-hmm. yeah so i yeah, I, so yeah i'm here. pretty sure that's a new piece of information for me yeah mark it that's down yep, <laughs> take note definitely yep all right so then it's time to get the wand yes as soon as he walks in the door to meet olivander this man this old man who's like a craftsman is like oh you're harry potter it wasn't a question because he said, you have your mother's eyes. Seems only yesterday she was in here herself buying her first wand. Then he goes on to like name exactly what her wand was, what it was made of, what Harry's dad's wand was made of. Yep. He's like, well, your father favored this wand, but I shouldn't have said it that way. It's really the wand that chooses the wizard, of course. Right. Big piece. Ooh, kind of fun, right? Yep. 
I learned something in this chapter, but I'll let you keep going. Well, sentience from yes. the wand, his substance is not just like types of tree bark, but also magical substances such as unicorn hairs, phoenix tail feathers, heart strings of dragons, etc. Yep. And this is the big one that I also didn't learn until reading or listening, I guess, which was mm-hmm. the tail feathers. Shake your tail feather. Yeah, well, I guess Harry's shaking a tail feather with Voldemort, huh? Yes, what? Interesting, huh? So yeah, I, there's something that will develop, <laughs> but I learned that. Like, that's another piece that, you know. It's so early, it might, you know? It is, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, an er, like you're like, oh, it's just the first book, no big deal. But like, it's, there's some fun details in here, though. That I feel like you see that kind of, I don't know, mystery in in other movies and shows and books and stuff as well where where something happens early on and you forget about it and then it comes back i think that's probably pretty pertinent in game of thrones and i guess that's Uh, game of thrones is great let's do that one next oh yeah apparently the book series is better and continuing versus i would totally the book series with you guys i would do that yeah there's no ending of the books yet they might never be exactly so they don't have they don't have whatever the heck that was but we won't go into that until <laughs> but yeah there's just like this tangible object that mm-hmm. has magical presence obviously mm-hmm. that he shares with the main villain of the whole story so why though probably no big deal probably, probably. no big deal though <laughs> probably, no big deal. <laughs> probably irrelevant yep i love the way he calls the wand his brother its brother gave you that scar and i can always hear the way he said it in the movie because that guy sold that line so well See, that is detail I don't remember at all. So when he says the your brother gave you that scar, he's talking about the wand that Voldemort used. It's brother, yeah. Oh, it's, it's brother. brother. Yeah. Oh, I see, yeah, I yeah, see, yeah, I yeah. see. Okay, okay. He said, I think we must expect great things from you, Mr. Potter. After all, he who must not be named did great things. Terrible, True. yes, but great. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, that's a powerful line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it brings up like, well, what did he do? So far, all you know that she tried to murder Harry's parents. Yeah. Well, he did. He did murder her. <laughs> you know, like you don't, we don't have yet context of like what he was doing more generally. Right. Yeah. So then Harry kind of is like, hmm, I don't know about this. Uh, he said, how can they expect great things? I'm famous and I can't even remember what I'm famous for. Yep. Yeah. It's like they see a potential in him that he just actually can't comprehend. Right. Imagine having this whole history that to other people you are someone and you're yeah. just like, I'm no, I'm regular. I grew up in a closet. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even good regular. I'm not like subpar is how you've right. been treated your whole life. Yeah. I mean, aside from maybe what they know or don't know, it's motivational. Yeah. It seems like this moment is kind of where he gets this chip on his shoulder, maybe about like wanting to prove himself that we see a little bit in the next two chapters. Yep. Hagrid's really sweet here. He says like, it's always just hard to be singled out which is so true and so appropriate for like a middle schooler reading a book, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, all right, Harry, well, here's your train ticket for two weeks from now. And I'll just be, I'll just leave now. Bye. Yeah. Subpar preparing Harry for like what to do on September 1st. So then we get here, the journey from platform nine and three quarters. We're all alone. We're all alone. And then thank goodness we hear the word muggles. And he goes, "Mm?" perks up. Who's talking about muggles, but wizards. Right. And now we meet so many people so quickly. 
Yep. We get Let's rapid fire. Let's rapid go. Rapid fire. We got Molly. Boom. Sweetheart mom helping Harry get to the platform. Yep. Which could have been hilarious and it wasn't. So I know. Well, she's <laughs> like, David and I talked about this. She's, she makes a point to say, like, you've got to believe you're going to go through the wall. But then he's like clearly not believing it when he goes through the wall. Right. That's, he's like yeah. prepared to crash, is like the words that are used. So it's like, mm. yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get Ginny too young mom i want to go to hogwarts no you're not old enough jenny but percy go ahead oldest boy yep percy the prefect we get our namesake fred and george first thing they do plays a prank i'm not fred i'm george honestly a woman can't you you call yourself our mother can't you tell have you guys ever done this though no i think we've definitely done that though we've like I said before, we we haven't swapped places in class or whatever, but I feel like if David left dishes out or trash out or something, then I'd be like, you told David to do that. Or, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, if, like, if a responsibility was put on me, I would flip the script and be like, ah, are you sure you didn't tell David to do that? Because And know, then she like way. feels bad at the same time. So she like <laughs> leaves you alone. Oh, you were mean. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I can. Funny now. I can't say. Yeah, definitely funny now. <laughs> so he gets to the platform we hear an old woman saying the word the name neville uh we we get a boy with dreadlocks lee fred and george introduce themselves to harry potter for the first time very sweet. and then ron has been kind of quiet up until then but eventually he gets on the train and uh realizes there's nowhere to sit so he slides the door open and asks if he can sit with harry and now we get the beginning of something super adorable yes where Harry found Ron just as interesting as Ron found him. It's so sweet. That is very sweet. Uh, He realizes that the Weasleys were clearly one of those old wizarding families the pale boy in Diagon Alley had talked about. He said, "Um, I wish I had three wizard brothers, though, like you. And Ron's like, no, I have five. (laughs) He said, I'm the sixth in our family to go to Hogwarts. You could say I've got a lot to live up to bill and charlie have already left but bill was head boy and charlie was quidditch captain now percy is a prefect which dave and i discussed is like a british thing it's like being in charge of your peers at school oh so being a prefect is like a honor you know yeah that's cool um he says everyone expects me to do well as well as the others but if i do it's no big deal because they did it first so it's like a younger child thing maybe yeah, you wouldn't know, would you, huh? <laughs> Middle child here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry expresses some concern about being the worst in the class. And Ron assures him that he won't be. He says there's loads of people who come from muggle families and they learn quick enough. Aw. Very uplifting. Then they go and they like eat candy for like seven pages. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate frogs and Harry's worried that they're real frogs, but they're really like Pokemon card frogs. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, as David pointed out, the first time that Harry actually sees Dumbledore. And Ron says, right. Don't tell me you've never heard of Dumbledore. And he's probably thinking, Well, I have. Hagrid's mentioned him and like he's right. signed my letter or whatever, but he's never seen him before. So he sees him. And the card, we get we get some fun facts about Dumbledore. Considered by many the greatest wizard of modern times, Dumbledore is particularly famous for his defeat of the dark wizard Grindelwald in 1945, for the discovery of the 12 uses of dragon's blood, and for his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas Flamel. Cool. 
Professor Dumbledore enjoys chamber music and 10 pin bowling. <laughs> all useful, all useful facts. And then he leaves. And then he leaves. It's like a magic. Yeah, it's like a magic. Yeah, photo. you can't expect him to hang around all day. Yeah. And then someone comes in. She had a bossy sort of voice, lots of bushy brown hair, and rather large front teeth. Who do we got here? Oh, this is Hermione, isn't it? This is Hermione. Yeah. I've learned all our course books by heart, of course. I just hope it will be enough. Yeah. Yep. Good old teacher's pet, Hermione. Yeah, they're like, ugh. <laughs> Exhausting. <sighs> and so she's the first of her family, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. That's cool. Well, then, I mean, I understand the uh, want to study and be as ready as you can, too. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's kind of nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she is also not starstruck to meet Harry. He's like, yeah, I'm Harry Potter. She goes, oh, really? I've heard about you. I've read all about you in like these several books. Yeah, I already know who you are. She says, didn't you know? I'd have found out everything I could if it was me. Yeah, she's definitely a lot. (laughs) This is where Ron shares that his whole family is from Gryffindor. Did we learn where Harry's parents were? Uh, I don't believe so. I mean, I would assume Gryffindor, but I, I don't remember. Well, I don't know how it runs in the families, you know. Yeah. Like Draco says, him and all his, he wants to be Slytherin and all his. I think we did. Him. I think we did because I think that's what the Sorting Hat like says. Because remember, the Sorting Hat like yells, like all sorts mm-hmm. of fun information about that person, which would be exceptionally embarrassing. And I'm jumping the gun here a little bit, but I think we learned. We get some more facts about Ron's family. He's got an older brother, Charlie, uh, the Quidditch captain guy, who's now in Romania studying dragons. And we get Bill, who's in Africa studying something for Gringotts. So he works for the bank. You know, I didn't know that there were dragons in Romania. I should go visit sometime. (laughs) Well, they probably do a good job of hiding it from us. Well, I guess they're slain at this. Yeah, and if that's what Charlie was there to do, I mean. Says he's studying dragons, not slaying dragons. Oh, <laughs> playing dragons. Oh, God, important difference. <laughs> uh, then he transitions smoothly here. Did you hear about Gringotts? It's been all over the Daily Prophet, but uh, I suppose you didn't read that with your muggle family. He says someone tried to rob a high security vault. And Harry's like, whoa, like I was just there two weeks ago and I heard yeah. you shouldn't try to do that. What happened to them? And then Ron says nothing. That's why it's such big news. They haven't been caught. So did they try to or successfully steal? It must have been a powerful dark wizard to get around Gringotts, but they don't think they took anything, and that's what's odd. He said, of course, everyone gets scared when something like this happens in case you know who is behind it. Could have been like a recon mission. Mm. Could have been like the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, since he hasn't been seen in a while. Mm. Checking checking on Harry, seeing what's going on with the next Potter in the, in the mm. line. You already tried to kill him, right? So yeah, he did. There's a there's a claim. <laughs> Can I keep having those? <laughs> gonna, gonna I like happens. the claims. I like it. Um, then we get Draco. Boom. Because again, it's like a sliding door of like character introductions on the train. Yeah. Yep. So we get Draco being like, "Oh wait, are you Harry Potter? He's got to associate himself with this famous kid." Oh, this is Crab and Goyle, um, the two boys standing on either side of the pale boy who looked like bodyguards. Oh, that's right. 
he says to Harry, you'll soon find out some wizarding families are much better than others, Potter. You don't want to go making friends of the wrong sort. And Harry again, I think I can tell who the wrong sort are for myself, thanks. Yep. Those people leave. Hermione comes back. They talk about the Malfoy family. They were the, they were some of the first to come back to our side after you know who disappeared. That's what Ron is saying. Okay. He said they claimed they had been bewitched, but my dad doesn't believe it. He says Malfoy's father didn't need an excuse to go over the dark side. Okay. I mean, obviously it makes sense that there's a, a dark side and a good side, but I, I guess I don't know where that, I don't know where it's taught. I don't know where it comes mm-hmm. into play. I don't know if there's like dark arts. I'm sure there's dark magic. Like what would motivate you to be a bad guy and then stop being a bad, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They change their robes as they approach the station. And, and as they get out, they hear Hagrid yelling to get towards the boats for the first years. No more than four to a boat. And then they, the little fleet of boats moved off all at once, gliding along, along the lake, which was smooth as glass. Everyone was silent, staring up at the great castle overhead, which towered over them as they sailed nearer and nearer to the cliff on which it stood. Ah, what a magical moment. Yes, that's, that's so epic. Awesome. Then, as if things couldn't get better from here, Neville finds his toad, Trevor. So His toad's name is Trevor? Yeah. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. It's like naming your dog Kevin. <laughs> yes, it is like, like Kevin levels in Overcooked. Yeah. <laughs> now, who else would be waiting for them inside Hogwarts for the very first time but Professor McGonagall? Mm-hmm. she walks them up towards the great hall when she walks up they start to like speculate like what the test is they don't no one's ever told them about the sorting ceremony before i guess so they're all like is it kind of a, is it like a test and ron says that fred told him it hurts a lot <laughs> but i think he was joking <laughs> mean mean older brother yeah yeah he's a jokester that's funny <laughs> that's really funny harry's heart gave a horrible jolt a yeah. test in front of the whole school but he didn't know any magic yet then something happened that made him jump about a foot in the air several people behind him screamed what the he gasped and so did the people around him about 20 ghosts had just streamed through the back wall pearly white and slightly transparent mm-hmm. so i remember this from the movie long ago too and i and I, i'm gonna be honest i still don't really understand the context and, and mm-hmm. the purpose of these ghosts they're just you know magic we're we're in Hogwarts now. Yeah, but are they like did they did they die there? Did they like what I, I don't know anything about these ghosts other than that it's just like magic. <laughs> right. We get some detail here. Let's see. Uh the friar mentions that Hufflepuff was his old house. Yeah. And then we talk to um the Gryffindor ghost later. So they say so the fir- the first thing that happens uh when they walk in and they see the hat sitting on the four-legged stool. The hat sings now yet another song because we're JK. We love songs and rhymes and stuff. Oh, yeah. This is fun on the audible. There's nothing hidden in your head. Sorting hat can't see. So try me on and I will tell you where you ought to be. You might belong in Gryffindor where, the, where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. So we get some characteristics of houses. Hufflepuff, he says, where they are just and loyal, patient and true and unafraid of toil. Wise old Ravenclaw, if you've a ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. 
Or perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make your real friends, those cunning folk, use any means to achieve their ends. So put me on, don't be afraid, and don't get in a flap. You're in safe hands, though I have none, for I'm a thinking cat. <laughs> That's good. What a personality on this hat. JK even making a hat a freaking character. Love it. If the hat does all the work, then I think the hat needs a personality. Mm-hmm. We get a little roster here, which I like that this is included. It kind of builds the suspense of Harry being a P, being a potter. Hannah Abbott goes first, Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Susan Bones, Hufflepuff, Terry Boot, Ravenclaw, Hermione Granger. Hermione almost ran to the stool and jammed the hat eagerly on her head. Gryffindor <laughs> shouted the hat, and Ron groaned. <laughs> <laughs> Ron is like made up his mind that he's like not into this girl. Yeah, it's just um, a lot, like you said before. Nothing wrong. Just, just a, lot. <laughs> a horrible thought then struck Harry. As horrible thoughts always do when you're very nervous. What if he wasn't chosen at all? What if he just sat there with the hat over his eyes for ages until Professor McGonagall jerked it off his head and said there had obviously been a mistake and he'd better get back on the train. All too real. So when Harry does get on the stool, uh, the hall full of people craning to get a good look at him. Next second, he was looking at the black inside of the hat and he waited. Hmm, said a small voice in his ear. Difficult, very difficult. Plenty of courage, I see. Not a bad mind, either. There's talent, oh my goodness, yes. And a nice thirst to prove yourself. Now that's interesting. So where shall I put you? And this is where Harry grips the edges of the stool and thought to himself, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. (laughs) And he heard him. He's, yep. Not Slytherin, eh? (laughs) Are you sure? You could be great, you know. It's all here in your head. And Slytherin would help you on your way to greatness. No doubt about that. No? Well, if you're sure, better be Gryffindor. Yeah. You heard the last, the tables go wild. Woo, we got Potter, we got Potter. He sat down next to the ghost. (laughs) And the ghost patted his arm, giving Harry the sudden horrible feeling he just plunged it into a bucket of ice cold water. (laughs) (laughs) We learn that Ron does get to join Gryffindor as well. He looks up and he's able to see the high table where Albus Dumbledore is sitting. We recognize mm-hmm. this from the photo. Right. Um, Professor Quirrell, who we saw at the Leaky Cauldron. And then I think Hagrid's up there too. I think he, yeah, I think he's there like on the end though or something, is he? Albus Dumbledore had gotten to his feet. He was beaming at the students, his arms wide as if nothing could have pleased him more than to see them all there. Aw, welcome, he said. Welcome to a new year at Hogwarts. And before we begin our banquet, I would like to say a few words. And here they are. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Thank you. He sits down. Just a few words. And then Hersey's like, is he mad? And he's like, he's a genius. But yeah, he's a bit mad. He's definitely mad. Crazy wizard. I like the Einstein vibes of having like a crazy hair situation and being brilliant. Yeah. See, I got a crazy hair situation right now. I could use a hair. Yeah the brilliance we, we're working on that we're working on that okay maybe it'll come you got you're halfway there yeah uh harry being a nice friendly guy to the new ghost he's making friends with offers him food and he says oh i haven't eaten for nearly 500 years i don't need to of course but one does miss it i don't think i've introduced myself sir nicholas de mimsy poppington at your service <laughs> resident ghost of Gryffindor tower and then they start to pick on him 
because Ron points out that he's known like by the students as nearly head nearly headless Nick. <laughs> and they go back and forth. How can you be nearly headless? Like you're either headless or you're not. And then he whips his head around all frustrated and his his head just hangs flipped by like the skin like to the yeah. side uh. <laughs> yeah uh gross so then he's kind of like storms off yeah he's like yeah. you guys suck i was trying to be friendly um he mentions the slytherins have a ghost too the bloody baron um they've won the house cup six years in a row wow mm-hmm. i did not remember that detail. quite the dynasty okay. at slytherin yeah um yeah. So the bloody bear and they look over and Seamus, Seamus is a new character. How did he get covered in blood? And nearly headless Nick goes, I've never asked. (laughs) (laughs) Neville mentioned, Neville ended up in Gryffindor as well. He mentions that he's been raised by his grandmother. He grew up and they weren't sure that he had any magic. So his uncle Algie kept trying to catch him off guard and like force, like surprise some magic out of him. At one point, he put nearly pushed him off of a pier, and he almost drowned. And then finally, he was hanging him out of an upstairs window by the ankles when my oh. great auntie Enid offered him a merengue, and he accidentally let go. So he fell, but he bounced all the way down the garden into the road, and they were all really pleased. Grand was crying, <laughs> and she was so happy. <laughs> That's so sad. He bounces. <laughs> That's the magic. That's the magic. That's how they knew he was that's, a wizard. They tough. couldn't have just waited till he's 11 and gotten the note from Hogwarts. Yeah. They were too curious. Seamus, our Irish friend, says he's half and half. Me dad's a muggle and mom didn't tell him she was a witch till after they were married. A bit of a nasty shock for him. <laughs> Hagrid was drinking deeply from his goblet. Professor McGonagall was talking to Professor Dumbledore. Professor Quirrell in his absurd turban was talking to a teacher with greasy black hair, a hooked nose, and sallow skin. This is where something big happens. It happened very suddenly. The hooked nose teacher looked past Quirrell's turban straight into Harry's eyes, and a sharp, hot pain shot across the scar on Harry's forehead. Ouch. The pain had gone as quickly as it had come. What do you make of that? Uh, That's... That was interesting. I didn't know what to make of that, to be honest with you. <laughs> because if Big Bad Man is nowhere to be seen and he's the one that did it and someone else can trigger the pain, then that's uh that's pretty odd. I don't I don't know. It's it's tough. Maybe it's just like uh so who was the one who did it? Who was the one that was just looking at him? He's, it said, um, the pain had gone as quickly as it had come. Harder to shake off was the feeling Harry had gotten from the teacher's look, a feeling that he didn't like Harry at all. Who's that teacher talking to Professor Quirrell? He asked Percy. Oh, you know, Quirrell. Oh, no, he says, oh, you know Quirrell already, do you? No wonder he's looking so nervous. That's Professor Snape. He teaches potions, but he doesn't want to. Everyone knows he's after Quirrell's job. He knows an awful lot about the dark arts, Snape. Harry watched Snape for a little while, but Snape didn't look at him again. At last, the desserts too disappeared, and Professor Dumbledore got to his feet again, and then he goes on to announce other things. Okay, I remember Snape from the movie, at least what he looks like. I don't remember hmm. what he, uh, obviously his potions, a very slight memory that there. That actor died last year or two. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I would say a good actor. Yeah. yeah. 
with my so. two of eight, two of nine. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Okay, so if he's got dark arts background, then I suppose that that could do it. That could trigger his pain. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. Well, we'll stay tuned. I mean, <laughs> I, tuned. I do remember he was like pseudo villain. Like I, I remember that. And I again, the role he plays not positive, but he's. I mean, he's obviously a very in the movies a very creepy looking guys um mysterious quiet villain uh he just looks the part Mm. um and obviously with the knowledge of dark arts Mm -hmm. but um yeah he was the one with the long black hair and long black gown and yep uh, yeah you remember remember again i don't remember a lot about what he was about other than like the teaching or the the potions professor but Mm -hmm. um i do you remember he had kind of a, a lower voice, at least in the movie, and mm. kind of soft-spoken? But I don't know. He was he had an interesting attitude about him, for what I remember. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that develops. Again, mm-hmm. it's this is all coming to fruition. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> see how it plays out. Um. So then we get some Dumbledore. He stands up again. He announces that the forest on the grounds is forbidden. He says a few of our older students would do well to remember that as well as he looks at the Weasley twins. <laughs> I've also <laughs> I've also been asked by Mr. Filch, burr, 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 another character. He says he's the caretaker to remind you all that no magic should be used between classes in the corridors. He announces Quidditch trials will be held the second week of the term. And then he says, and finally, I must tell you that this year, the third floor corridor on the right-hand side is out of bounds to anyone who does not wish to die a very painful death. Oh, geez. <laughs> the third, sorry, what was that? The third, the floor? third floor quarter on the right-hand okay. side is out of bounds to everyone who does not wish to die a very painful death. Harry laughed, Just... but was one of the few who did. <laughs> <laughs> He's not serious, he muttered to Percy. And Percy frowned at Dumbledore and said, must be. It's odd. Usually gives us a reason why we're not allowed to go somewhere. The forest full of dangerous beasts. Everyone knows that. I do think he might have told us prefix at least. So Jeez. <laughs> I don't remember that. Unless <laughs> that has something to do with like the invisibility cloak or something. I I don't remember. I don't remember mm-hmm. why that's off limits, but um I don't know if they elaborate more. Maybe it's just part of Hogwarts and it's kind of just the setting development. Who knows? Mm. This is fun. This I know. is fun. I am. I want to keep going. I think the month it well, took us to get to this point was too much. Now, so we're gonna need to. A couple, couple things still happen. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, not even man. the big moment. I know. Well, it's, it's not funny. even the biggest. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited though. You could. I figure if we did this tonight, you could listen to the audiobook on your flight tomorrow. Oh, great idea. I. Yeah, this works. So Dumbledore well. stands up. They sing a hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Oh, why did I forget? <laughs> and everyone, it says everyone finished the song at different times because there's no, <laughs> no agreed upon tune. They just sing to the tune that they like the most. Yep. And, <laughs> and they all go off to, um, they have to go off to bed. This is where you get some more visuals of the portraits along the corridors that whispered and pointed at him as they passed. That's right. Okay. I remember <laughs> the shifting staircases. And yes. Stuff from... hey, hanging. They climb more staircases. Uh-huh. Um, 
a bundle I can't remember of the like common area too from the movie but continue. okay yeah uh a bundle of walking sticks was floating in midair ahead of them and as percy took a took a step toward them they started throwing themselves at him so percy just whispers peeves oh a poltergeist and he says peeves show yourself and then he's like threatens this ghost with like do you want me to go to the bloody baron oh it's just another ghost yeah yeah they get to then the entrance to the Gryffindor Tower. It's um, guarded by a portrait of a very fat woman in a pink silk dress. Gryffindor common room, room is super cozy with a bunch of squishy armchairs. I do remember it looking cozy. Okay. Yeah. Then they go up to bed. They have like a little room with like five four poster beds. It says perhaps Harry had eaten a bit too much because he had a very strange dream. He was wearing Professor Quirrell's turban, which kept talking to him, telling him he must transfer to Slytherin at once because it was his destiny. Harry told the turban he didn't want to be in Slytherin. It got heavier and heavier. He tried to pull it off, but it tightened painfully. And there was Malfoy laughing at him as he struggled with it. Then Malfoy turned into the, he turned into the hook-nosed teacher Snape, whose laugh became high and cold. There was a burst of green light and Harry woke sweating and shaking he rolled over and fell asleep again and when he woke the next day he didn't remember the dream at all that's interesting they give the viewers or the readers the opportunity to see this dream but harry doesn't remember it you that's exactly the thing david said first after i read that yeah i mean i think he's coming from the same like immersion standpoint of, mm-hmm. like of D, right like mm-hmm. We try to separate ourselves from things that aren't happening to us. And it's kind of hard to put yourself in those shoes mm-hmm. if you're hearing your your DM talk about it or whatever. But mm-hmm. that's that's interesting. Okay. I wonder, so that that's important to us, but not to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that's, what, that's how the chapter closes. Yep. That is a funky dream. And the green light makes sense. I mean, that's the same green light theme we've had since chapter one i think is when mm-hmm. we learned about it so cool cool let's let's get to it let's keep going <laughs> let's get the next three let's do the next out. three i think the next three is good is a good place to go next um okay. like i said we're okay. already almost halfway done so we've got eight the potions master this could be the nine four. the midnight duel chapter 10 halloween chapter 11 quidditch oh if we do four, I get to learn about Quidditch. That'd be fun. One, two, Let's do four. Three, you got four. two flights. One, you could listen to it both ways. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Four, three, and three. All right. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so then we're only three episodes away, three podcasts away from being on book two. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Let's keep it up. All right, bro. Have the best time. Will do. Yeah, thanks. Yep, love you too. Yep, bye. (laughs) Bye.